Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Just Checking In podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Cocker, and this podcast is brought to you by Vent, a place where everyone, but especially men and boys, can open up about their mental health issues, break down stigmas, and start conversations. In each episode, I check in with a special guest. We have a natter and a chat about all things mental health, as well as anything and everything else they are passionate about. If it helps that person with their mental health, we discuss it. This is going to be a bit of a different podcast today because I am flying solo for it and I said on Instagram the other day that I would be putting out a pod today which is just going to be about some reflections on 2023, some milestones and I've had a lot of health, well health issues, mental health issues and physical health issues in the last year which have been really difficult for me. So I was initially going to put this out as a big long Instagram video but the video was so long that it almost broke my phone to upload it and it was too large. So I'm doing this as a little bit of a mini podcast and it'll be just a space for me to reflect and tell you guys about some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes at Venn and the podcast and what's made it quite a difficult year to be honest. But I want to start with the positives first because there's been a lot of positives and I always try and take positives out of any negative period. So the first one was that Just Checking In Live returned and we moved to a new venue at the Victoria in Dawson, brilliant venue, and we sold it out with three weeks to go, thanks to the help of the brilliant Cavalcade who headlined it, as well as the Black Roses who were the support act, and I also have my friends Elliot and Matt who DJed the night and have been previous guests on Behind the Decks, so that was amazing, it was a great effort by everyone, so yeah, really pleased about that one. I also reached 200 classic episodes on the podcast, which is a goal that I'd set at the beginning of the year. So I was really pleased to do that. And we also reached 300 total episodes at the end of this year. And I saw that was coming down the track maybe in September. And I thought I had a bit of a sniff of a chance to get there. So I worked pretty damn hard to get there. At one point, I think I put out three podcasts in a week to try and make it within the 2023 bracket. So that was another really big achievement. Another source of major stress was the big achievement of doing the first ever Just Checking In podcast live show, which happened at the end of September. Now, I learned a lot of lessons from it. The first one was don't put on an event in the September month or even at the end of it because it felt like every person in the world I was relying on for tickets was away. So I basically called in every favor I'd ever had and thankfully managed to get the event on, didn't have to cancel it, and the event went really well. I still had a speaker drop out about two weeks before for very understandable reasons. I also had my photographer drop out, and thankfully, close friend of the pod and close friend of event, Claudia Van Nimwegen, stepped up, and Toby, my sound engineer, who's also a previous guest, stepped in as speaker, so that was very appreciated. And the event went really well, as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, that was a really big achievement. Now, the negatives... Right. Some of these experiences are a bit TMI, so I will remove some details so you can actually listen to them without feeling a little bit sick or queasy. So it all sort of began, I guess, around March, April time. I had a very large cyst on a TMI area. And naturally, I was very, very stressed about it. A lot of these issues that I'd had this year are firsts as well, which didn't help. 
because I didn't quite know how to understand them or, or initially kind of go for treatment for them, etc. So went to the GP, he had a look at it and thankfully told me that it wasn't cancerous because I was very, very stressed that it was cancerous. And he put me on a course of antibiotics and it went down and the cyst was gone in about two weeks. So I thought that was it. Cool. Brilliant. That's it for me. Done with the health issues. Not as easy as that. Fast forward about two months, I developed some more cysts. They were called sebaceous cysts. And I went to the GP again. Again, this is in a TMI area. And I was told, yep, yeah, look, nothing to worry about. Just take these antibiotics again, which I was a little bit sceptical about because I did, I'd, I'm very conscious of not taking antibiotics too much because they can wear off and not be as effective if you do that. And started on them and literally the day after I was in absolute agony. I could not sit down properly, really, just really, really in pain and got to the point where I phoned up 111 on the weekend. They basically were obviously pretty stacked and busy and I said, look, I'll go to the GP again on the Monday and we'll sort it out there. Fast forward to Monday and I went back to the GP because I was so stressed about it and the GP, I went to see a second professional, she had one look at it and said, yep, you need to go to A&E straight away and get that operated on. And that was kind of like my worst case scenario at that point. So that was quite a shock and was seen fairly quickly, actually, which was surprising. I mean, I guess I went at an unsociable hour, so that also helped, but got seen. Yeah, we need to operate on you either tomorrow if your blood tests come back okay but if your blood tests don't come back okay then we've got to operate on you tomorrow and I was obviously in quite a bit of shock and they basically said if we don't operate on you then you have a high risk of sepsis which for the listeners who don't know sepsis is something which is actually can be quite a high risk of death so that was, I think I was just in, yeah, massive state of shock and felt pretty overwhelmed at that point. I had a bit of a breakdown in the hospital and yeah, it just was a very, very difficult period for me. Got ready for the surgery the next day and got ready. So I was basically sitting in my gown ready to get operated on and the doctor came in and said, look, we've had a, a spate of emergency surgeries the day before that have been backlogged so would you be able to come back tomorrow first thing so I was like fine look obviously mentally you prepare for this kind of thing I'd, I'd never been under general anaesthetic before which was also scary because you have to sign a consent form and you know you, you do hear about the very 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 rare cases of people going under general anaesthetic and, and actually dying because you do feel like you are temporarily dead and I joked to a lot of people when I came out of hospital that you build it up in your head quite a lot and then when it actually does hit you, I was gone in about two seconds. There's no dreams, there's no nothing, it's just kind of blissful darkness basically. Funnily enough, when I actually came to, they said they'd been trying to get me awake for 15 minutes so clearly I didn't want to come back. But there you go. So yeah, that was obviously an experience in itself. Operation went well. I'm just going to say the aftercare was not the best and I'll sort of leave it at that. And basically, without going into too much TMI, very basic tasks became extremely stressful because of where the wound was and having to get it reassessed and redone every couple of days. So I was essentially told I had to get signed off of work for three to four weeks and I couldn't do anything. I just had to lie on my back or my side all day, every day, no exercise, no gym. The most I could do was sort of walk around the house 
or walk up and down the road at best outside my house. So I had to move back into my parents. Luckily, my GP surgery is literally at the bottom of their road, so that made things a little bit easier. But obviously, as you guys all know, I love the gym, I love exercising, I love keeping active, love keeping my mind active. So yeah, just a really horrible period for me and, and took me a kind of good while to get back to where I am strength-wise and physical health-wise. Eventually did recover, and I went back to work around, I think, at end of August or September time. Now, I want to say... Yeah, about September time. However, I still didn't feel quite back to normal. I still needed to have assists when I sat down. So I kind of felt like I was normal-ish. That's the best way I can kind of describe it, I think. And kind of got to the point where there was a repetitive issue that was maybe linked to the surgery. Not the surgery itself, but to the issue. And I got seen by the GP again. And I was told by the hospital that I got referred into that was NHS, that they couldn't get me an appointment until the 27th of December. And that was a first appointment. So obviously, I didn't really want to wait that long. You know, who knows how long I could have been waiting for surgery for that. So I did have to go private in the end. I'm very fortunate that my work health insurance covered quite a bit of it, didn't cover all of it, I still had to pay quite a significant amount for the surgery in the end. But that happened around November time. Thankfully, that surgery went really well. And I feel like I'm properly kind of back to normal physical health wise from there. Unfortunately, the issues didn't end there. It got to around December time and I essentially had a breakdown related to long-term scars related to childhood sexual abuse. Now, I can actually say that term on here because I had to use CSA on the initial video I was going to do for Instagram because I was a little bit scared that Instagram might have taken the video down or flagged it. So I thought that the issues that had caused the breakdown were healed from. I was obviously mistaken in that. And I realized that going back into therapy in the traditional form of what I was doing, which was CBT, that I finished around May time, wasn't the right path for me. I don't think it would have healed me in the way that I would have wanted it to. And I think it would have probably just been retreading old ground. So thankfully, I had a, a good friend who runs a survivor's charity called Duncan Craig. I've thanked him many a time for his help that he did on the day that I had a breakdown. And he has referred me to the group that they have for men only who have gone through sexual abuse. And I've had one session with them and it was absolutely amazing. Just really, really helped me. And it's bi-weekly and I'm basically going to use it until I feel like I don't need it anymore. So that's been a really big positive, even out of such a negative experience. The final thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's something that I can't obviously give too many confirmatory details of yet, which is that I am also in the process of trying to get a diagnosis for autism. Now, I know some people who may know me closely might not be surprised by this, but it's something that I think I thought about doing about five years ago but I kind of got to that point where I thought I'm just overthinking and, and maybe the symptoms were just me rather than as a result of something else but after I kind of sorted out all these mental health issues I kind of described it as when you've sorted out one thing something else which is bubbly under the surface maybe comes more to the fore so I thought oh, I might as well just kind of go and see whether I have it one way or another a colleague at work and a friend at work had sort of also advised me that I maybe go and, and get it done for my own peace of mind so I went to the GP, 
and I uh, just had a chat with her and she was asking me a few questions and I was basically ticking off every single question that she asked me when it comes to traits and she essentially said she suspected that I had low to mild autism. So it's not an official diagnosis. I'm not going to officially talk about it in any capacity in that way. So I'm, I'm starting the process to be referred into an adult autism clinic in London. I think that's going to happen at some point in the new year and around this time. So I'm well aware that the waiting times for autism are incredibly long for a diagnosis. And if I'm able to or can afford to, I certainly would look at the exploration and possibility of getting a private diagnosis. Again, I'm not one of these people that wants it or needs it. I just want peace of mind. So if I do have it, a lot of things in my life would make sense. A lot of events that I've thought back to over the years are now maybe kind of being a bit more clarity when it comes to if I do actually have autism. So that's obviously a new development. It's a new journey that I'm embarking on. And hopefully it goes well and I get clarity one way or the other as soon as possible, really. So that's kind of been the 2023 year for me. It's definitely been one of the hardest years I've had in the last 10 years mentally. I may go into more detail about some of those health issues on a separate podcast or if someone interviews me about it. But I kind of don't want to give yeah too much on that because yeah I wanted to try and keep this as, as, as light and reflectory as possible. But it's been a really great year for Vent. It's been a really great year for the podcast. It's been a really great year for the live shows. And I'm kind of going to go back to doing two music shows a year after that experiment and that step out of my comfort zone. So yeah, the next show is obviously the 24th of February with Victors and Jasmine and Social Groove. So yeah, please do get a ticket if you can come to that. And apart from that, just got some really exciting guests coming up and I want to try and cover as many issues that I haven't covered before as possible and also sort of build my archive and library of episodes on certain issues and get more experiences there. I definitely want to try and do some more interviews myself so I may have a couple kind of lined up throughout the year. I'd like to try and get on some more mainstream outlets if I can but I always joke that I've cancelled myself with some of the issues that I cover on this podcast so maybe that's a pipe dream but yeah hopefully you guys have kind of enjoyed this mini pod. The pod will officially be back on the 8th so yeah that'll be from there one to two episodes a week every week as usual but I wanted to get this episode in and just give you something to listen to between now and then not just for myself and this has definitely helped me sort of articulate everything that I wanted to and get it all out there but also for you guys just to understand the kind of year that I've had and the full context shall we say so yeah hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode and we'll be back on the 8th of Jan for more exciting check-ins. Well, we've come to the end of this little mini pod episode on the Just Checking In podcast. I'll obviously sign us off by saying, if you've liked what you've heard, please do give this a share on social media. Tell your friends or work colleagues about Vent and the podcast. If you like what we're doing and want to support us further, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com slash venthelpuk. Or you can make a one-off donation to our GoFundMe. You can find that by going to our link tree. That's linktr.ee slash venthelpuk, where you can also see all the other ways you can financially support Vent. We hope to check in with you again very soon. And remember, guys, it is always okay to vent. Vent.